Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Do we have music? Well, I just hit it three times. Every time. Welcome to Peach State Pandemonium, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network, where we take you down memory lane for a look at professional wrestling the way it used to be, with conversations from those who paved the way. And now, the GWH Radio Network presents Peach State Pandemonium. Good evening. We are, in the immortal words of my late, great, dear godfather, Bobby Bird, we are back from the dead. There you go. Uh, well, welcome to Peach State Pandemonium for Thursday, April 27, 2017. This is Michael Norris along with Jay West. Jerry Oates uh, is unavailable this evening. He texted me last night. In fact, Jay, I forgot to tell you. Yes, uh, he did. He had... Uh, he uh, is not available tonight, so but he will be back with us next week. Uh, Bobby Simmons is en route to Las Vegas, but he said that he will be calling in. Um, so we should be hearing from Bobby at some point this evening. Well, uh, uh, Peach uh, State Tandemony, I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't, you know, I'm so, so used to not talking here that I'm talking, <laughs> but that was the uh, third time the uh, charm on that Peach State Pandemonium. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since I played it. I thought maybe you would have erased it by now, but at any rate, it, uh, uh, the second time when you play it, it, it it goes through the cycle and it quits. It's like it actually isn't recorded on the second time you hit it. It's just uh, like dead air, you know, and then it recues itself, and uh, then the third time it did. But, uh, yes, uh, we're trying to get the band back together, and already you're telling me that uh, Jerry Oates has bombed out on us tonight. But it, but it is good to be back. You know, it is good to be back on the air. It is, it is, and we've got uh, we've got a, a good show tonight, and uh, I've got already got something lined up for next week, which I'll uh, mention before we go off the air tonight, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll be lining up some more special guests here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, maybe Bobby can make some contacts while he's out there in Las Vegas, and. Uh, yeah, uh, you want to mention what they're doing out there? Uh, they are headed, uh, right now, he and Scrappy McGowan and Randy Corin and uh, Gene Lavelle are all in a van driving to Las Vegas to the uh, Cauliflower Alley reunion. Uh, Charlie Smith is, was initially going to ride with them, but uh, they told him there was no room at the end, so he uh, he's flying out on Saturday. So uh, Charlie will probably be joining us on the air sometime tonight. But I was originally going to uh, make that trip, and I was really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, my finances uh, kind of fell through, and uh, I uh, had to uh, back off. But uh, hopefully next year I'll uh, be able to go. I don't know that they'll drive again next year, but they're 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 making a 
basically a, a week to 10-day vacation out of it. They're going to drive out there and visit several things on the way uh, out there and then make several more stops on the way back. Uh, they're, they're going where Bobby was, said they were hoping to get as far as Oklahoma City to, uh, today. Uh, they left early this morning. Um, they were going to visit the former site of the Arthur. What is it, Arthur? No, not Arthur Murray. That's the dance studio. What was it? The the building, the, the FBI building that was bombed. <clears throat> oh yeah, in they were going to that that memorial, uh, and then uh, either on the way or, or coming back, they're they're planning on going to Four Corners. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Billy Billy the Kid's grave, uh, the Grand Canyon, and uh, I think they were going to stop in Lubbock, Texas, Amarillo, Texas, uh, and just do different things. So, but I was looking, I was really hoping to go with him because I wanted to go to do uh, the Billy the Kid thing because right. I'm a, so they're I'm making a few more nut. Yeah, oh yeah, they're making a few more stops than they did last year when they. Uh, went on their long-distance journey, I guess. Oh, yeah, when they uh, went to Mount Rushmore, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Charlie earlier in the week, and uh, he said, uh, uh, I didn't know that they told him there wasn't any more room in the end, but uh, he had said he... <laughs> no, actually, I think he decided that uh, that was just that, that trip was just too hard on him because, you know, you know they, even though they're going to try and be out there by Saturday morning, um, in fact, they're hoping to pick him up at the airport. Now it's Now it's All by itself. <laughs> Go ahead. But, uh, but I think that trip back may just be a bit much on him being cramped in that, that van all the way back. So, um, Well, it would be on me. Yeah, I'll keep some mobiles in my bag because that's a one-day thing. But, you know, and, and Randy, once you get him behind the wheel of a car, he doesn't know when to stop. I think right. when they may at one point uh, coming back from uh, from Mount Rushmore. He drove uh, over a thousand miles in one day. Wow! You have to have a bladder yeah. transplant uh, plant for that. That's uh, <laughs> that's a long way on one stop. I financially probably could have made it, but my body certainly wasn't up to it this year, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, get one thing worked on another one kind of goes down the hill but that's the way it is folks when you're over 39 like me and jack benny but we're uh we're trying for the best but i did talk to charlie and he said he was flying out saturday morning so uh yeah. wishing him the best and hopefully we'll hear from him tonight uh while we're waiting on our guests we had talked about the folks that uh we had lost since the last time we were on the air and uh the one that is the latest i guess is pretty boy larry sharp and uh mike was uh, discussing his background which of course there's of uh, the aficionados on uh, who's done what it's uh, uh michael norris so you, you want to give a little background on pretty well, boy uh, like i said he was he was a journeyman type uh from new jersey so he pretty much broke in up in new york with uh, the wwwf mm-hmm. in the uh, 70s uh formed a uh bit of a mid card sea show headliner tag team with uh a gentleman that uh worked a lot in in Georgia by the name of uh Dynamite Jack Evans, whose real mm-hmm. name is Eric Verbal. Remember um, him well. 
But uh, and the two of them worked uh, there. I think they may have hit California, but they had their biggest success in Puerto Rico. Um, they were the North American Tag Team Champions down there. Uh, but Larry uh, is probably best known for um, running a wrestling school in New Jersey called the Monster Factory, which has gotten a ton of mainstream. You know, you know. I think they were on Entertainment Tonight. They Mm-hmm. In in Sports Illustrated and uh, and probably the best known student out of out of there was uh, probably Bam Bam Bigelow, who when Bam Bam started out, um, Larry was actually his manager. He kind of fell back into the way with uh, back in the the I won't say the old days, but the days of the uh, uh, traveling. Um, attraction types like Gorgeous George, uh, Primo right. Carnera, and Haystack Calhoun, they usually had somebody, another wrestler, travel with them who was kind of, uh, not to speak ill of the dead, but in, in Gorgeous George's case was kind of the uh, person responsible for keeping him sober, but was usually his also his opponent in whatever town they happened to be in. Sure. Primo Carnero was the same way. He, uh, uh, Gordis George had a, a gentleman by the name of um, uh, Harold. Uh, oh, his name escapes me now, but uh, I can't think of his name now. Harold Canterwine was his was his traveling uh, road manager slash opponent. Primo Carnero had a gentleman by the name of Hardy Cruz Camp, who was often if you if you see results for. Primo Carnera in the early 50s, probably 50% of the time his his opponent is Hardy Cruzcamp, who was also his road manager. Uh, there was a gentleman name, by the name of, of Judo Jack Terry, who was a a um, you know a journeyman type, but was also the man who trained um, Haystack Calhoun mm-hmm. and traveled with Haystack and was usually you know, Haystack's opponent on a lot of cards. Right. Uh, but but that's what uh, what Larry Sharp did with Bam Bam Bigelow. He uh, he kind of was his on air, you know, his manager until he got a built up enough of a name to you know go on his own. Another gentleman that, uh, if you remember the early days of of Andre before he started, got so well known was making a lot of appearances when he would make his. You know, one or two annual appearances in a territory. He was generally mm-hmm. um, accompanied by a general, uh, by a gentleman named Frank Valois. Oh yes, did the same thing. Frank was was Andre's interpreter because Andre at the time was did not speak English that well. Uh, Frank was his interpreter and uh, his his road manager, and a lot of times his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's kind of what Larry Sharp did, and. Uh, uh, I don't know if he sold the Monster Factory because, as far as I know, it's still in business. I don't know if he sold it or if he. I know he cut down a lot, uh, even prior to his his death. Uh, he had cut down and was not doing the actual training anymore. He had other people they were training people, so I don't know if he just uh, still had ownership in it or, or what the story was with that. But um, right, that's the story on him. Uh, we've also lost. Uh, uh, Cowboy Ron or Outlaw Ron Bass, <clears throat> gentleman I um, 
I actually wrestled a time or two. Um, nice guy, nice guy. Um, he was uh, Ron was Ron, Ron was deceptively strong, and and Jerry Stubbs when we get him on air with us, I'm sure he'll he can talk about Ron because he he worked a lot with Ron uh, in Fuller's territory, which is when I worked with him. But Ron Bass was an incredibly strong guy. Um, best known with his, you know, traveling around as the outlaw of Ron Bass, but I remember him back even further back in, in, in 1973 when he and his uh, wrestling brother Donnie Bass, who we've also lost uh, fairly recently, right. and their mother Ma Bass uh, came into the Mobile Territory the ba- as the Bass family. And it didn't take long for them to, uh, especially Mae Weston, who was Maul Bass, to reach the top of everybody's most hated list, I tell you. She was, uh, she she drew more heat than probably anybody there. She was the only, and this was in, in 1973, she was in a month-long program with Moolah at the top of the cards, Mobile. Right. And had a had a cage match blow off that somebody tried to shoot her, somebody fired shot a uh, or fired a shot at her in the wow. building while during the match. So that was she was uh, was a heat magnet. Um, right. Who else? Tom yeah. J- Tom Jones was another one who yeah. uh, former uh, Georgia Tag Team Champion with uh, along with um, Ken Mantell. Was it Ken Mantell he was Tag Team Champion with? Uh, I know he and Mantell held the United States Tag Team Championship in Oklahoma. Right. Or was it Pork Chop Cash? I can't remember who who Jones's partner was in Georgia, but he or it may have been Dean Ho. Um, uh, Dean Ho was here. I do remember that, and that that sounds like it's probably right. Uh, Ron Bass held twenty seven titles. 14 tag team titles, this according to the Wrestling Observer News. And uh, that's uh, quite a career in, in itself. Um, and, uh, you know, well, one of our, our uh, guesses, and we men, gentlemen, I just mentioned Jerry Stubbs. Let me get him on the line with us. Okay. Stubby, you there? Yeah, hey, man. Jerry. We were just talking about Ron Bass. How many times did oh, you work with Ron Bass? <laughs> In Fuller's territory. Oh, just uh, well, even in Knoxville, Tennessee, I had Ron Bass when I, I think when I was a matador back in in that way way back. Yeah, in that's that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, but I wrestled with Ron Bass all the way from mid south to continental to southeastern to Knoxville. Uh, never had him in Memphis. I was in Memphis for a little while, but I never wrestled him up there. But pretty much everywhere else, and I believe we were in. Japan together one one uh, two or two. Is that when you wow. were you were a sheik over there, weren't you? Did you do a sheik <laughs> yeah. gimmick over there? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I worked with. I actually tagged with a guy named Tiger Jet Singh, mm-hmm. and uh, I went over and he he liked me, and he wanted me to come back and be his partner. So we we teamed up a couple three tours, and uh, I went as a sheik. Over there when I was his his partner, uh, which was you know, and he he had that long thing that has a little ball on the end of it, and he'd whoop you from one end to the other. He said, "Just we we go out to the arena," and he'd say, uh, "Hey, just hang on, 
And I hang on, boy, and I'm telling you, he's whipping that thing, boy. He's popping them this way and that way, and he says, come on, we're going to the ring. We'd have to do the same thing coming back. Wow. Same thing, man. Falling, you know, just like tooth and you're just right there. But it was fun, man. It, uh, my wrestling career, it's it's been it's been fun from the time I, I started, you know, uh, Bobby and, and West and Jerry, all them guys can tell you, they, they saw me at my first first time, you know, one in Charlotte and then Atlanta and all around the south. So they saw me come on into, uh, you know, my time where I worked out hard. I got, you know, I stayed in it. I, I didn't want to give it up because I had too many friends that would uh, stay on my back about quitting. So I never quit. You know, I had to keep going, had to get my body in shape, and if I wanted to do anything, I had to learn how. And, and it was, uh, uh, that's what I, go ahead. Probably not any more dangerous than the police department was, was it, Jerry? Oh, man. Oh, no, and you know, I still work for the sheriff's, uh, but I'm in the courthouse, and I, and I have the security door on, the, on our superior court, and I take care of the judges and things on that floor. We have in all Clayton the murder County? cases. Clayton County, yeah. And we have all the murder cases and uh, all the uh, aggravated assaults and uh, just carjackings. We have all the good stuff on that floor. Jerry told me one time when when I was was uh, breaking in in uh, the old southeastern territory. He was telling me one time that when he was a cop here in Atlanta <laughs> that he drove into the middle of a mob and they turned his car over. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm telling you, you know, they, you think it's rough this day and time? Well, it got like that one time when we were working, you know, back in the day. And uh wasn't quite as bad as it is now, man. It just, you can't, looks like it's just hard to control. Well, but, uh, uh, Jerry, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to yeah, say that Jerry that day, was, well, both try to talk the same. I was just going to say <laughs> that Jerry was there that night in Forest Park when the guy, the infamous drunk guy with a car full of kids put the tire on to my driver's side windshield. Uh, oh man! Hey, it happens, man. I'm telling you, you got you yeah. got your life at your own hands when you leave that arena, especially That's if you right. whooped on, on one, especially if you whooped up on one of the good ones that they like. Yeah. And, uh, it's hard to get out of there sometimes, you know. They, <laughs> you beat up on some of them guys that they like, and they and they, you know, just pull for it. It's uh. They take it. They take it to heart. Yes, yeah, what we talk. We talk about on this show all the time, Jerry. That you, nowadays you see guys fighting all out in the crowd and stuff, and people patting them on the back and stuff. I said, shit. Back in our day, they'd have been sticking something in us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or burning us with a cigarette or something. Oh yeah, and, and you know, back in the day, you'd have to knock them out too. <laughs> you know, I've had a few come in the ring on me. You know, and. Uh, it uh, you, you just got to take up for yourself, and and it's every man for himself. And them poor guys that jump in the ring, man, I'm telling you, that's the worst thing they could ever do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, Ben Ben Masters is all also on the uh, line with us. Ben, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm just in awe that Jerry Stubbs is in my presence, and I used to watch him <laughs> wrestle when I was a little boy. Yeah, see, <laughs> what, what, are you trying to say I'm old? <laughs> I want to know if you were in the mask or not, because you know Jerry Stubbs is kind of different sometimes from Mr. Yeah, Olympia. Well, I don't know who we're really talking well, well, right to. Well, right now, right now, you know, we're talking about Jerry Stubbs. So I'll put the mask on in a little while, <laughs> there you go. And, and we'll and we'll we'll change the, the subject to Mr. Olympia. 
Uh, but Jerry, Jerry Stubbs is talking right now, so we'll we'll change to Mr. Olympia in a little bit. I got to put that outfit on, you know. Superman did. You know, <laughs> well, I can I remember. Hate, I, can do, I can remember can one I weekend. Uh, I can remember one weekend uh, introducing Jerry Stubbs on the first hour of Georgia Championship Wrestling. This was a holiday weekend of some type when. Jerry Stubbs uh-huh. was in town, and then on the next hour, I introduced Mr. Olympia. So you know, two, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, quite a weekend for Jerry and Mr. Olympia. That's right, but you know, I don't think I ever got double paid. <laughs> no, I was going to say I don't. I don't <laughs> think you did either. Well, speaking of your <laughs> early days, uh, Bobby Simmons is. is What's that? What's that? Uh, taters as he handed out, he should have been paying us to get in the ring with him. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought the office were were paying y'all. Because I do, you know, I, I, hey, and, and I, when, when I go in the ring with Ron Fuller and, and Rick Flair, man, they, they don't take no mercy on nobody. And right. so, you know, I kind of got, got in that, that uh, rut, too, you know. Hey, I can't take no mercy on anybody, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, Jerry, now that, uh, now that Bobby's on with us, he's got a couple of stories he's told on here uh a couple times, and and you just happen to be involved in both of them, so I'm going to let him tell well, those and see if you remember are, these instances. I can tell you one of them, uh, and if I lose you, I'll try to call back. We just crossed the Oklahoma state line. Um, oh, you did? They, yeah, they. Uh, the first time Jerry ever wrestled in his hometown, <laughs> we were at Jonesboro. We were at Jonesboro High School, and they booked him in a match. Him and Princess Little Dove, a little midget girl, against Bill Howard and, and Marie Laveau. And Gene Anderson told me and Bill, said, whatever you do, keep it real serious. And these are Gene's words, not mine. They said, Jerry's going to be so nervous, you won't be able to sign a grease nail up his tail. They said, just go out there, you know, y'all work, be real serious. You know, Bill Howard's wife called us coming out of the dressing room and said, don't y'all embarrass me. I got a business here, so I can't, y'all don't do nothing stupid. We got the ring, and the first thing Bill Howard did was choke that little midget girl. And I told him, I said, we're fired now. We might as well, you know. So we went through the match, worked the match. Anyway, Jerry took the pinball, got his hand raised. All his police buddies are there. All his friends are there. They're yelling, screaming. Him and the little midget girl leave the ring. Well, Bill Howard and the other midget jumped on me. Jerry's in the back wanting to make the big run in, come back, save the referee, and Bill Howard's telling me. He said, if you motion for me, he said, I'll kick you. He said, they didn't just stand there. We wound up doing a little deal where I got out of it. But yeah, that was Jerry's first match in his hometown. He, him and the midget. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I, at the Sheriff's Department, I still work with one of the guys that was security there. I still I work it. with him, you know. He's, been, he's been there 30-something years, after wow. he, even after he retired, man. He's an older guy. But he said, I used to security that when y'all had that match. Wow. What was the other story, Mike? What's, what's the, the other, other one was with, uh, with, with Jerry and uh, Randy working the uh, Japanese team oh, well, and, and Smitty changed well, the finish. That, I, got an, I got another participant in that story sitting here driving the van right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were in Dawson, Georgia. They were in Dawson. I was working in the office. And Randy was up there keeping time. Him and his cousin they took the ring up there. And uh, Jerry and Randy were working with two of the Japanese guys. I don't remember which two they were, but that, I didn't Fuji. Okay, so Randy remembers it well. So anyway, they were going. The deal was Randy took somebody's jacket down to the dressing room, and he overheard the finish. 
And he knew the Japs were supposed to go over, or the Japanese. I'm sorry, I need to be politically correct. Politically so, correct. So the uh, Randy goes back upstairs and bets his cousin a dollar that the Japanese are going to beat Randy and Jerry. And, uh-huh. and the guy, his cousin's going, no, I think Randy and Jerry's too fast for him. So in the uh-huh. middle of the match, he got so much heat, Charlie changed the finish. And uh, somehow or another, Jerry or Randy, I don't remember who, took a small package, got a quick pin, rolled out the ring, and, and kept the crowd at bay. And Randy lost a dollar and learned a valuable lesson that night. He never fell <laughs> on the wrestling matches. <laughs> Boy, that was, that was some of my first timers, too. That was some of my first timers. Yep. Yeah, yep. man. Hey, that that was, i tell you what, that's probably the most, most enjoyment I ever got out of my whole life, you know. Uh, I played professional baseball with Pittsburgh for several years, but there's nothing no more fun than uh, being being in that wrestling ring and, and working with the guys that I work with. Yeah, those were good days back then. Look, guys, I'm, yeah, I'm going to jump. I can't, I'm going to lose y'all. I'm, we're, seriously, we're in Oklahoma, and we're heading across the state. So we will uh, – I'll be back next week. I hope one day. I'm not sure when, but I will check in sometime next week with you guys. All right, man. Well, you guys be careful. I'll I'll talk to you in in a day or two, Bobby. All right, good deal, man. Love you guys. Bye bye. Nice to hear you, Bobby. Bobby Bobby is uh, in in line to uh, uh, get an award at this year. Charlie Farrelly, yeah, he is getting the Charlie Smith Referees Award. Oh, okay. uh, Where are they at? Where they gonna be? They're going to Las Vegas, Charlie Farrelly. Las Vegas. This is the Las Vegas trip. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to make that one, but I had so much. I thought I was going to be able to make that one, but I'm going to try to make that one next year. But this year I wasn't able to do it either. I told Charlie I was going to try, but I wasn't able to make it. I didn't realize you and Randy, Randy Halls went back, or Randy Rose. He said Randy Halls is dead, and, and uh, he's dead and buried. He's Randy Rose. I didn't realize you guys went back that far. You guys were in Oklahoma together in right. Georgia together. I uh, well, see, me and Randy went to the same high school. Right. We went to the same high school and graduated at the same time, uh, and and we knew each other then. And and when he started and I started, it was like about the same time, and we helped mm-hmm. each other and we beat each other to death when we we had to work against each other. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't pull no punches. Cause, uh, he said, "Ah, oh, brother, it's gonna be real tonight." <laughs> and it was, brother. It was. It was real. It was real. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember real. that time in Dothan yeah. on Dothan TV where he put that board across your head. Yeah, that's he right. He didn't pull that. <laughs> he hit me too, man. That's what I was. I don't know, man. He, <laughs> I think he's off a little bit, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> well, how did you get started in the business, Jerry? Who who trained I, uh, you? Uh, well, actually, my cousin, Mike Stallings, who is Mike Stallnecker, uh, mm-hmm. went to school with Robert and McDonough, but I was born and raised around McDonough in that area uh, and moved, and Mike went to high school with Robert, and, and we all uh, knew each other, and we hung around a little bit in the summer and all this, and uh, Mike was kind of getting to work with uh, Robert, and one day they said, well, why don't you uh, uh, try it out, you know, and I said, I don't know, man. I got and one day they needed somebody on TV and we've been working out in uh, Locust Grove on the, in the ring for quite a while and he said you can do it you know it won't last long I said probably won't <laughs> uh, uh, 
he said, all you got to do is come up here and work on TV was, you know, was one of the guys and all that. I got up there. My first match was with uh, uh, Ole Anderson and uh, Gene in a tag match. No. Yeah. <laughs> then I had, then the next week I had Abdul the Butcher. The next week oh, I, yeah. had, uh, I had a, a, a Russian, Nikolai Balkov. He picked me up and dropped me on his knee three times, and I said, surely he's going to not do it again. Because I was ready to go then, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I had all the good ones. I had Harley Race on there one time on TV. When I, and I just started out. I bet I hadn't had five matches, you know. And just being in there with them, my knees were shaking. My heart was pumping. <laughs> so I, I had a I had a good time, though. As long as your heart was pumping when the match was over with, that's... Uh, that's that's the thing, man. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine Ole was a good one uh, for you to start out with there, Jerry. He uh, he didn't, yeah. uh, you know, p- pull any punches had, uh, uh, with the young I, guys. I had tri- the third, third brother, uh, Lars, I had him one time. Now, all this is in a group, and I said I had Boondog Maine one time. I had, uh, let's see who else. I was trying to think of the ones that I really started off with, you know. Uh, King Kong Bundy, I think I had once on Big. So by then, you know, I hey, hey, send them to me, man. I done been through the best, you know. <laughs> Can't nobody beat me no worse than they did. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, it, it was fun. What, what year was that, Jerry? That was probably in the eighties, low eighties. Your first match. Yeah, I would think. That was, when was your first match? I'm trying to think. First match was uh in Atlanta. Well, yeah, but it was, was in August. It, it was uh, Albany, I believe, Albany, Georgia. Yeah. They had sent me down. But I'd worked a couple of TVs though, before they sent me down. So, mm-hmm. actually, my first match was on TV. I worked then you made your way to uh, You made your way to Watts in the late 70s. And that's probably where right. you got your first Right. Yeah, well, it first was big late 70s, push. first 80s, yeah. Right around so you, 79, you went to Louisiana... Louisiana heavyweight champion there. Right. And the Mississippi champion. Yeah, that's right. And then and, we were uh, Louisiana tag team champions. Uh, we were Louisiana tag team champions. We were, uh, I had the North American championship for a while. Uh, I've had a pretty good, pretty good run with those titles. And in the Southeast, uh, in Continental, I had everyone they had, starting with the junior championship. So... I you worked my way Mike right on Jackson? up. No, Mike Jackson didn't didn't <laughs> have it, and he didn't beat me either. So, uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, ain't nobody works much harder than he does. Right. Yeah, Dennis tells this text to me that Jerry Stubbs is definitely old. Is over? <laughs> does he mean he's through, or is he finished? No, or? old, old, <laughs> oh, old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about old now. He's got room to talk. Now, last time I seen him, he was overweight too. Now, and and this time when I go down there, I'm gonna be a little overweight. So uh, maybe we can have a contest. See who's the biggest. Uh, when you're working down there at the courthouse, uh, Jerry, uh, uh, how often does somebody uh, come in there that uh, recognizes you? Uh, let's see. I had Abdullah come in there with. Uh, Let's see who was it. He came in there with somebody one day and came back there to see me. 
So and, and as far as people, a lot of them I worked with, you know, when I was younger. I worked with them when I went back. So a lot of people over at the courthouse, they know me. So and, and then when I tell you I have to work in the courtroom and have to handle the jurors, uh, I, I hadn't had one yet, and I've been doing that past three years, that always somebody in there recognizes me and, and wants to know what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's pretty pretty much you know uh, it's fun, it's not stressful. I stay back there. I only work uh, two weeks out of the month, uh, and that's every other week. And I go in at right. five, and I I get off at twelve. So uh, I like that part of it. So uh, right. I got all day to do what I want to do, you know. What uh, is, but I, uh, I don't Mike... know how much long. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's uh, Mike Stallings up to? Mike, uh, Mike's been having a little heart trouble, uh, and he's had several uh, stints put in, uh, and he's 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 gotten a little weight on him now. He's pretty big yeah. guy. He probably weighs about two seventy five, two eighty. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I remember he, when he, he was fishes about a lot. He's a professional fisher. Yeah, Is he? he fishes? Yep. I, he's pretty good at about it his, too. Talking about his real name, uh, when I was ring announcing one night down in. Uh, down in Griffin when they were still at the old sports palace, and uh-huh. and uh, and uh, so at any rate, I I didn't know Mike, and uh, his name was on the on the card as Stalnick, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, so when I went to introduce him, I I introduced him as Mike Stalnick, and he gave me uh-huh. a dirty look. And, but mm-hmm. at any rate, it didn't tell me, take me long to find out that, uh, you know, I mean, guys, if they've got a ring name, they want you to use it. But uh, right. I wasn't ribbing him or anything. It was just that uh, I didn't know him, and that was the the way his name was actually listed on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, actually, was, you know, went in it before I did. But we all kind of hung around together. We all played ball. We're all good basketball players, too, in high school, and, my high school played their high school. We played against Robert them, and uh, just known each other. You know, I grew up around his area in McDonough and Locust Grove and on the farm, and we just we all just played in, in sports against each other and all that. So we, it, it kind of got in, and you know, and and just got I got lucky and kept I stayed in it and just see how far I could go, and and I'm still going places. There you go. And every time, I, every time I, every other week, I, Jerry'd be telling me, oh, I'm, I'm, "I got me a job lined up at Delta. I'm gonna quit this and go back there and work <laughs> at Delta." Right. I'm going to Delta, like fly free and all that stuff. <laughs> Man, but it was hard going. You know, the traveling, the traveling, and, and uh, the long trips. Some of the long trips that in some of the territories would get you. Uh, and you'd stay tired most of the time, but you need to work out. Had to keep your body in shape. Uh, you wanted right. to look good. You didn't want to look like some uh, string bean going in there that shouldn't have been there to start with. Uh, you wanted to look the part and hope that you could work like the part, you know, and do what you need to do to right. uh, to make a living out of it, you know. And I've sure. had some I've had some knockdown dragouts, you know. Of course, that's part of it, and uh, sure. it gets a little rough outside that ring and going through them fans and cheers start coming here, there, and everywhere, and uh, uh, moving on and moving on, and, and shoot, you never know what to expect. you got to have eyes in the back of your head, uh, especially when you go outside and you, 
you've already, like I said, hurt somebody that they really like, uh, or you beat somebody they really like, you cheated, you won, they hate that. They hate, you know, they just hate it. But that's part of it. you got to hate somebody, you got to like somebody. So holler for who you want to. If you like the good guy, holler for him. The bad guy, holler for him. You know, uh, but me, I had people, you know, Jerry Stubbs, they, they didn't know what Jerry Stubbs was going to do. He might be good one night and bad the next. Yeah. Uh, and I kept on, I, I, that's just the way I was. It wasn't that, hey, I, I'm going to go out there and be good tonight. I'm going to go out there and be bad tonight. I'm going to go out there and be me, and I could be bad, I could be good. Depends how I feel. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh. and so that that's just kind of how I went out, and I, I worked and paced myself to, to do that, those kind of matches. It depends. You know, one night well, I might thing about, say, hey, you know, about the way you worked, I mean, you were, and I've said this on this show many times, the, the most success, in my opinion, the most successful heel was a heel that could wrestle. Right. And, I mean, that, that he'd start the match, you know, just like any other, you know, work holds mm-hmm. and work on the mat or do whatever, and then it's just when his opponent started to, to shine just a little bit more, Mm-hmm. That's when he'd, he'd, you know, break the rules. And that would get more reaction out of the crowd and would make them right. not like you even more because you've already shown uh-huh. you've got the ability. Why are you taking the shortcuts? Right. And that's right. that's and part that's, of what's missing, what you know, yeah. today is yeah. everybody, right. you know, they go out there and they all baby face or heel, which they don't even have, really have anymore. They all work the same way. And the right. matches, they don't even work holds anymore. It's always... You know, forty-two clotheslines. Right. You know, one hundred and fifty-three DDTs. Right. And you know, it, it just—it's blow through as many spots as you can, and it, none of right. it makes sense. And as being from somebody who watched Jerry work uh, from ringside and who you know had the the opportunity to wrestle him a time or two, you know, you were—you not only looked the part, you—you you were. You were as good as any, and you 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 ranked there with with, in my opinion, Ken Lucas, who was probably is two of the most underrated people in our business, because right. you did it your job so work, well yeah. that people just you know people just expected of you that you you they don't realize how good you were, but I was there yeah. in Mobile the night you won the the junior heavyweight title from Les Thornton, and, and everybody knows what a machine Les Thornton was. Right. You were right there with him. You were right there with him, and every bit as good as he was. Um, so, and I tell you, somebody else, Tony Charles. Tony, Tony Charles, Charles another good, one. Yeah, he was a good one. That Dixie Steinborn, he was a good one back in his day. You yep. know, when he came through the southeast, there. Uh, let's see who uh, who else. I was trying to think of. It's you know you, you try to get older. I get I get older and older. I forget more of what I know. You and Norvell had a uh, hell of a lot of great matches. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. You know, it seems like every partner I ever had, I always had to wrestle somewhere down the road. Yep. You know, a one-on-one or a tag match or something, I always had to. And that, and that's when my personality come out. I said, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let him shine too much over me, you know. Right. So I'm going. We're going to do what I have to do, and I'm good right here, and I may be bad in the end. It just depends. Uh, Jerry Oates on the show has talked to uh, us about how um, how well the American wrestlers were treated in Japan. Did you find that to be the case, Jerry? 
Yes, I did. They uh, they actually treated us like kings. Of course, you know, when I was off sheet, they didn't treat us as well as <laughs> the fans didn't treat us as well. But the people did. They all, you know, we'd go in places, you know, and they were real nice. And, you know, I love going to Japan. After the first, I went for four weeks the first time, it was hard. I wanted to get my passport and I wanted to go home. Uh, but I stuck it out. But the next time I went, it was better. And then I went for five weeks, six weeks, and, and, and just started to go and learn a little bit of the language, the food, where the good food was, and, and what to eat. And hey, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that part. And the uh, money wasn't bad either, right? No, it wasn't. You know, it's funny. A lot of people don't know, but when you get paid over there, you go for a certain amount of guarantee or whatever, and sometimes they'll give you a bonus because they think you did a real good job and they want you to come back and, and they want to offer you more next time. And But when you when you go to leave, you go to a hotel right there at the airport and, and you go upstairs, you know, and, you, and my first trip upstairs, I'm saying, uh oh, what, what's 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 gonna happen? I gotta go up here and, and meet the meet the office here and and whatever. And you go in and they say, okay, you're guaranteed with so and so and so and so, and they start paying you a brand new now, brand new one hundred dollar bills. Wow! And you and your eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know you gotta mm-hmm. bring that money back and claim it, right? So people will put money in their shoes and their boots, and their, you know, and their trunks and everything else just to go through customs. But uh, uh, I looked at all those $100 bills, you know, the stack of $100 bills I had to bring home. And, but that's a good part. Who'd you go over there for? Which, uh, which I went promotion? Bob. I okay. Went Bob. Yeah. yeah. That's who, who Jerry Oates always went for, and he... He loved it. I mean, I, I don't know how many trips he's made, and, and I apologize that Jerry's not on with us tonight. He had uh, he's got a job kind of like yours. He works for the uh, sheriff's department in uh, Savannah, or actually um, Tybee Island. <clears throat> he's got one of those tough jobs too. He rides up and down the beach all day in a golf cart. <laughs> I might have to. What, is it, what my... is it about former wrestlers named Jerry that get these cushy, <laughs> you know, government jobs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, I may have to call him because maybe he can do something for me. I've been wanting to move out there on the beach in that area anyway. You know, uh, well, I'm going to actually go on to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach uh, next Saturday, uh, this Saturday week. I have lots of these guys up here at Shirts Department. They go every year. So I went and I play, believe it or not, I'm going to play golf. Wow. You know, I never hit a golf. I never played golf until I was 65. And I'm 66. This turning this year, I'll be 66. But I've never I never played golf, you know. I've hit a few golf balls when I was in college because we'd go on the range and just hit some, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I could hit some, but I couldn't tell you which way it's going. But uh, I went and played with them for uh, one or two times, and then they wanted me to go with them on this trip. And I went up there and played, and I kind of like the game, man. I really like it. I've never played. I can't believe I never played. You don't hit the ball like you did when you played baseball, do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did it first. Hit as far as you can hit it, right? He says, let me, wait a minute, don't swing like a home run. He said, get up there and hit the ball and don't swing as hard and, and connect and, and don't give it that baseball swing. And I did, man. I started hitting the ball straight and playing and chipping and doing this stuff. I said, shoot, man, I should have been playing years ago. 
Well, Jerry, we've got a uh, a listener who uh, has a question for you. A, a lady by the okay. name of uh, Melissa Tillery, who is uh, who lives in. Uh, she'll, she'll correct me. I think she lives in New Brockton or Dothan or somewhere right, down in I the Wiregrass area. So, yeah, I Melissa, you with us? About. Yeah, I'm with you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm from Troy. I live in Troy. Troy, that's uh, what it was. Uh, I knew it was down that way yeah. somewhere. But uh, we, we, I, won't, I, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> oh, 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 that's, oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't but, um, hold that against ask, you. But before I ask my question, I just want to tell uh, Jerry that uh, we really appreciate you interacting with our old school wrestling fans on Ted Gilmer's uh, Facebook wrestling page, on uh, Glory Days of Wrestling, Memories, Million Billion, and more. So I really appreciate you interacting from time to time when you get a chance. But my question is, uh, I know you're coming down to Dothan uh, in May, and Arn Anderson's going to be there. And my question is, will this be the first time you have talked with Arn since uh, Arn has been in the you know, since the last time Arn was in Dothan? Actually, I talked to him maybe twice in between, and it was just in passing and and uh, something. It was not, not a real conversation or anything. It was just kind of in passing, and uh, he was busy, and I was going somewhere else, but. Yeah, no, no real good conversation because there was a little bad blood there. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so for some that, reason that, the word peahead comes to mind, and I, I don't know why that, that comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nicknamed, <laughs> he nicknamed me that, you know. And then I, I think one time at my swimming pool, I burned one of these little dolls, and it had like a pig face, and I started calling him pig face. You know. <laughs> So uh, it, it got to be a little hollering match there, you know, between each other, a uh, uh, cuss match, you might say. Uh, but uh, that's just the way it was back then, you know. We we, we did that. And and coming in Dothan, you mentioned Dothan, uh, there's not any that's coming that I really hadn't had a, a, a run-in with one time or another. Dutch yeah. Mantel, Ole Anderson. Right. Uh, Robert, Rod, Jimmy. Uh, even Wendell, remember Wendell, me on the Alabama yeah. championship, we had a yeah. bad, you know, big thing. So I don't, and Lord humongous, I think I had something, you know, we had a bad deal in uh, Montgomery and Birmingham once. So there's not anybody that's come, even Dennis Gale. We've had, you know, our our differences, but uh, I don't think it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm like this. I know y'all are y'all are much older than y'all was back then, and I just mm-hmm. get a kick out of just seeing y'all in person and just talking to you for a little bit, you know, because I know you can't wrestle like you used to. You can't get in there and move around because age, and you, and you haven't oh, yeah. trained since that time. And so I just get a kick just seeing you in person and, you know, getting a picture with you. I'd be satisfied with that. <laughs> but you know what? We can still run our mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can still run our mouth. We may not be able to back it up all the way, but we can still run our mouth. But that was my question, and uh, I'll let y'all go. And I appreciate it, Michael, for putting me on. Oh no problem. I appreciate Melissa. it. I'll see you in Dothan. I'll be there. I'll see you in Dothan. Uh, all righty. May thirteenth. Jerry, you are. How long were you? Did you stay in Pensacola? Because I know you wound up uh, working with with Rip Tyler's group down there. You since you mentioned yeah. Dennis Gale, Dennis was there, and uh, right, it's where Bob Holly got his start, and Bob some Holly, of the old yeah. Gulf Coast crowd was, and Southeast crowd was 
was still there. I know Norvell worked there. Uh, Pat right. Rose worked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I probably Boyette stayed after, was there for a while. Right. After uh, uh, Continental left the area and all that, I, I probably worked with Rip, Rip about uh, a little over a year and a half, maybe maybe two, maybe two years. Uh, but it wasn't a lot. It was just so many times a month, you know, we'd go here and right. there. Right. Uh, but we didn't work as many days and as many shows as we did with Continental. But uh, probably I say close to a year and a half, uh, two years, you know, and got to work with Bob Holly, you know, and some of those guys. And, uh, Bob, look what Bob he turned out to be a, a good uh, performer, wrestler, you know. He he did a good uh, he did real well when he he started. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of hard after all that because the TVs wasn't as good uh, as Continental had, you know, and uh, people were moving in and the big shows were coming around New York. And uh, uh, we we just, it was just kind of fizzled out, I guess. Uh, the small territories kind of fizzled out and big territories took over because the TVs got bigger, the TVs went further. Uh, you had all this cable, you had all this see from here, there, and everywhere, and uh, the people just gathered up all your good good talent, you know, your good people, and, and left you with, with bottom people, and it was just hard to run, you know, without, without that. Uh, we tried to ask uh, pretty much all of the guys that had been around for a while, Jerry, but uh, what did you think when uh, the WWE got so so big and and they basically broke kayfabe about the business. Uh, I, I think it 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 hurt everything, it hurt everybody, everything. Then it had a time getting back where it, where it is, and that's just entertainment. It's yeah. not a uh, it's not a wrestling uh, performance anymore. You know, it's it's all entertainment. Everything's changed to entertainment. Oh, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh it it uh I had a chance to go uh to New York with Arn and, and Flair. Flair was helping us get up to New York and Arn went and uh, I was going and, and at the same time I had a had a blood clot in my leg. And it kept me out, actually it kept me out of everything for a little over a year. Uh it cut into my savings, it cut into everything, boy. Because uh, I wasn't getting much money coming in and everything was going out. But right. uh so it, it got kind of hard on me, and, and Arn went up there. He, we were going up. I was going up as Mr. Olympia because at that time they didn't have a mascot. They had no mascot right. at that time. And mm-hmm. When Arn went, and he was going to be with Flair, and he had something to deals that they were going to do, and they wanted a masked man, and I was going to be the masked man, and then when I had the blood clot, I couldn't go. Did they have to put a uh, stand in your leg? Uh, no, not at that time. Uh, I, I actually didn't. I had a open heart surgery. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, five years ago. Wow. And then last year I had to have a pacemaker put in. Mm-hmm. So that uh, I was sixty. I was sixty. Well, actually fifty nine something when I had the the heart surgery. And I had a four way bypass. And then My God. last uh, yeah. Then last year. Uh, I had a pacemaker put in. Well, actually, it's been a year and a half, but I had a pacemaker put in. And and the, actually, your heart has a rotating 
the top of your heart connects with the bottom of your heart and vice versa. And what happened was I just passed out and I came back. They took me to the hospital and uh, my bottom of my heart wasn't connecting fast enough with the top. So it caused caused that uh, I didn't have a heart attack, which was good because they said that was probably the best thing that happened that you didn't because it would have damaged your heart a lot, a lot more. Right. But I feel I feel good. I feel like everything's going pretty good. And, you know, I'll be 66 in September, so uh, still hanging in there. I imagine that uh, open-heart surgery was pretty scary, though, right? Yeah, I was only supposed to be in there about eight hours, and I was in there uh, 17 hours. Good grief. Yeah, they 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 had a well. Once I when they did the stuff that shot up my leg and catheter, you know, and checked it, uh, the heart surgeon came back down and talked to me, and he said, "Look, got some good and bad news." He said, uh, "One side is completely blocked, hundred percent." He said, and "The other side, eighty something percent." He said, "Jesus, how are you uh, living, man?" He said, "I can't." He said, "I can't believe that you hadn't had a heart attack." Uh, you know, I, he said, which is a good thing. Like I said, which is a good thing. So he said, the, the, I, I want to operate. He said, we're going to have to go in and see, you know, see what we can do and whatever. He said that because the left side, the good news, the bad news was the left side was like a dirt road with so many holes you couldn't go up it. And then he said the other side was a little better. It was like a paved road with so many holes you couldn't go. So I said, well, that's not too good at all, you know. But, uh, yeah, my wife was getting scared. The family was getting scared. Uh, they hadn't really come down and said anything, and they knew that now, I'd been gone twice as long, you know, and still going. And, and finally they came down and said, you know, it's it's over, and he came through it and everything was okay. But, he, man, you all seen my legs, man. They were all scarred up taking, you know, these these uh, stents or whatever, these vessels, and putting them in places. And I, I asked him one time, I said, what would have happened if you'd have run out of all them uh, things to go in these places? He said, I'd have started on your arm. I said, and then what? You're going to have somebody in the morgue? you pull somebody out of the morgue? <laughs> you know, he said, I don't know. We, we wouldn't have to go that far. And this guy that operated on me, this surgeon from my doctor and then, then the surgeon, he, I guarantee he didn't look a day over 25. Wow. That was, you know. He was in his 40s. He's just a young foreigner doctor, and that's what he is. He does heart surgeries. And uh, he told me, he said, you don't have to come back to me no more after I had the x-ray. He said, you you look good. He said, you go to your doctor. He, if you, he needs to send you to me, he'll send you to me. He looked at me, and he said, I do a good job. <laughs> so I said, I sure am glad you do a good job. I don't want to come back. You didn't show him any of your pictures in the Sheik outfit, did you? No, not the Sheik. Sure didn't. But, uh, yeah, all my doctors know who I am because I guess I like to complain so much. Uh, they said, you know, I told them, I said, now, they all know I used to wrestle. I used to be bad. They always say my bad side comes out when I get to the doctor's office. <laughs> I said, I don't like coming here the first night, you know. So they have to deal with me. They have to deal with yep. Jerry Stubbs. <laughs> uh, well, Ben, what uh, to, to, Melissa mentioned and Jerry mentioned the uh, the upcoming event in in Dothan. Uh, I know you're involved in that. Uh, won't you t- 
tell everybody what's going on, dates and, and everything, and yes, where sir. it's going to be and what they can expect? Well, every year, you know, since Business Sales started doing this, the uh, Continental Championship Wrestling, it's gotten bigger and bigger. And uh, we're right there beside the old farm center, but the government took over that building to run the annex building. But um, unfortunately, we can't get in the actual building. That's something that we would really love to do. But it starts, it's going to be on Saturday, May 13th. It's kind of a all-day thing. You come out early, meet the wrestlers. Uh, we have a VIP pass where you can get in there an hour early and, and talk and, and meet with Arn Anderson and Dutch Mantel, you know, Zeb, his latest incarnation, Zeb Coulter. Of course, Mr. Olympia is going to be there. Jody Hamilton, the flame, the assassin. Ron and Robert Fuller will be there. Uh, the sub-stable, I think, pretty much is intact. With, with the, the list of wrestlers that are there. Bullet Bob Armstrong is there. Wildcat Wendell Tooley, Frankie the Temple Lancaster, the original Lord Humongous, Jimmy Golden. I mean, it's like a who's who of continental championship wrestling to go through the years. And it's just great because it's not just going to a wrestling match or some independent show. This is where the fans actually get to go face-to-face with these legends. And a lot of times in the past, they didn't always get that chance. So this is really good right. for I know Jerry Stokes can tell you, it's always good to, to give back to the fans and to, to talk to them and let them know you do care about them because without the fans, there wouldn't be a Jerry Stubbs. There wouldn't be a Ben Masters. There wouldn't be a Continental Championship Wrestling. And, of course, we'll have a lot of the younger guys, too. I don't know if you've seen Nature Boy Paul Lee. is his first time in Continental Wrestling, and he, he creates quite a set to where he goes. Uh, Marvelous Michael Stevens and Zach Edwards uh, Beautiful ball besties, Logan Creed, a lot of the guys that are wrestling on the indie circuit now are kind of mixed in now from the AWN that Connell kind of Wrestling is doing in Georgia. So it's just a real big thing. We're really excited about it. And, um, Michaela Gale, Dennis's better looking daughter than he is, much better, is singing. It's just a real big event. And we hope everybody come out. Yeah, and she can sing too, boy. Let me tell you, she can sing. Yeah, she. Um... She sang at uh, an event that he put on last year that all, a lot of us went down to. In, in, uh, well, he does it every year in Blakely, Georgia. Right. right. Uh, we went to down there. Too. Were you there? Yeah, I guess you were there, weren't you, Jerry? That one that they did last I, year. I wasn't. At, I wasn't at the last one, no. Uh, and I didn't like. I didn't make the last reunion. I was those two. I missed. Uh, I, my mom was real bad sick, and I had to kind of stay around here. Uh, and she finally passed, but uh, uh, had to stay here and then wasn't able to make those two. But uh, this is unfortunate because I heard it was good too, and it's getting better and better every year. Uh, more and more people that you've seen in the past, uh, uh, you'll get to see them now. You know, you don't know how long a lot of us are going to be around. You know, we're not no guarantees how long you're going to be. Uh, but we try to hang in there and try to go to places because. Even the, the fans want to see us. I mean, we we want to see them too. There's a lot of friends that I made. Uh, I've been in it a long time, and yeah, uh, we, I made I've made a lot of friends. You know, a lot of, of people that uh, I like to go down and see uh, in Dothan. You know, there's uh, Bells down there, uh, the Tomato Place. Uh, I like to go to Slocum, Alabama, down there. They have a Tomato Festival. There's a lot of things to do around there that I like to do, and uh, I, I I enjoy going out and staying. And then from there, it's Panama City. So, you know, go down to Panama sure. City, sit on the beach, and 
enjoy yourself and uh, think back and look back at what you've done, what you've accomplished, and and, and just enjoy yourself. You never know who's going to show up at these events. You know, Leon Baxter showed up last time to rush on through, and he came into the building in the limousine. Nobody knew it was going to be. Uh, he wasn't announced. Right. It was just like you never know what's going to happen. You, you have a lot of people going through uh, Dothan, like from Atlanta, from Tennessee, uh, going to Panama City, going to Florida. Uh, and they see uh, that little sign we have out front, you know, who's going to be wrestling here. A lot of them stop uh, and, and hang around and, and come in and see us because they know us from Atlanta, from Tennessee to uh, Panama City to all the way yeah. over past Mobile and up toward past uh, Birmingham. You know, that's that's a pretty big square. You know, we, we talked about how much the business has changed, and it's really changed completely from what we're talking about, but this is an opportunity for those of us who remember the business the way it was supposed to be uh, to go back in time. And it's like it's so much appreciation to go to one of these events and to mingle and see these people that we used to have such an interest in, uh, and they're still here. You can actually get the chance to, to take pictures with them and get the autographs and talk to them about these memories. There's so many memories. And the fans, you know, anything they bring up, Gary says is going to remember most of it, you know, because – it's just a big part of all of our lives. Is Charlie Pack right. going to be there at all? Do you know? I do yeah, I believe Charlie he Platt is. is I, be I, I think, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. I've heard that him and Ron Fuller have been fishing all week, uh, and they didn't invite me. That's another pet peeve. <laughs> I like to fish. I like to fish, and they didn't invite me, so they're on that battle list of mine. You he know, so Pat Rose. That's like your cousin. He's a professional fisherman now. Right, right. Now he's he's invited me up there, but I just haven't had a chance to go. But uh, yeah, now when they, you know, I could have come down early and and Dothan and went fishing, but nobody invited me, so that kind of <laughs> ticks me off. That kind of ticks me off a little bit, you know. Well, you're only a branch welch. You know, you're not a full full fledged welch. <laughs> I feel like I am because I've been with. Them I know so it just as long as you've known them all. Right. You know, I feel like part of the family, you know. Good old days. Those were good old days. Still good old days. Yeah, I remember. Uh, meet them again. And... There were so many. There were so many. You know, the, the, the southeastern area, and this was before Continental in the southeastern uh, days, um, Ron, Ron always kept a, a small crew, you know, eight to twelve guys. But what a crew they were, though. I mean, I, oh, I remember, yeah. you know, Jerry, how many matches you had with with Brad Armstrong when he was first breaking in. You know, you oh, probably man. everything that Brad became, and, I, and I'm not saying this because you're a guest on here, but you know, I know he had training from being in the family and everything. But still, everything that he became, at least. I'd say 50 to 75% of that credit ought to go to you. Because how many times you matches. worked with him. Yeah, we had some good ones. We had some good ones. I got some of them on tape, uh, and, and he could work. He, he was and, – and his brother, Scott. Now, I worked with Scott yeah. a, a lot of times uh, and enjoyed it. You know, had some good matches with him, some hard-fought matches. You know, and those matches, you know, people go out there and say what they want to, but don't believe them because they were. 
you know, it, it was hard-fought matches, and, and we went hard on each other, skin to skin, popping each other, uh, slamming each other. We we didn't we didn't hold much, and uh, it's just you know we I just enjoyed it. You know, it was it was like good hard contact. You know. Mhm. So. But that and, area down there, I, because the trips were fairly short. I mean, the longest trip was was Birmingham. Right. And the trips were short, and you know you were, uh, could be home every night on the beach just about every day until you left to go to the town. I mean, right. you think of the guys. You know, there was a core guys that that were there. You know, pretty much stayed there. You know, the Armstrongs, the Fullers, Jimmy Golden, you. Uh, but then you had guys like Ron Bass, Saito came through for then stayed a long, a, a right. pretty long time because that area, the the money was was decent and the trips were short and it was just a, a good area. And, and you got a little vacation too, you know, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you're just passing through, not going to be there that long. But you got a little vacation, got on the beach, had a nice place to work out. Uh, and and you enjoyed yourself, and you didn't beat yourself to death on these trips. You go 250 miles one way, that, that's pretty much a, a, a tiring trip. Then you work, you get beat on, and you go wrestle 25, 30 minutes sometimes, and you're tired, and you got to drive all the way back. So that's 500 miles round trip. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's kind of take a little wind out of you. Yeah, that's nothing to, you know, just laugh at. That's a... Uh... It, it, it was a, you know, it was a lot just to be able to 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 make the tour around the stops, much less having to uh, put on a great match. Right, right. You know, and it, you know, you you pick somebody to go up down the road with. Like I went up down the road with Ken Lucas a lot, and he'd look at me sometimes. He said, "Jerry, we just we just passing through, brother. We just passing through." And you know, and I and I, I remember that, uh, and I always remember as long as I live. That little saying, he he looked over at me. And we was listening to Jerry Lee Lewis on the radio. There you go. Out of Memphis, Tennessee, and he was rocking boy. And he looked over at when he said, "Yeah, like Jerry." He said, "Like Jerry Lee Lewis, we just passing through, brother. We just passing through." <laughs> but you have good memories like that with with the guys that you you travel up and down down the road with the Fields boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ricky Fields, uh, Terry Lake. Yeah. Down yeah. there, uh, those guys. You know, I traveled with them over in Mid South when I first started, uh, and, and 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 loved it because I would have had to drive by myself in a lot of these places. But old Terry, you never saw him without a cup of coffee. He always had a cup of coffee in his hand, except when he was in the ring. And, and he's still boys, that way. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we go to the reunion. He still got one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing just, uh, that, that how good those territories were back in those days. You didn't need, oh, yeah, you know, lights yeah. and music and, you know, 150 guys on the on the roster and all that stuff. And, and, you know, you could – and the thing is people don't realize that, you know, they talk about pay-per-views and, and you know, these the, – the views that they draw. You know, back in our day, we had to make people come every week, you know. Right. And and yeah. it's not it's not easy, you know, keeping people's interest. I, with the mm-hmm. you know short attention spans that people have now, I don't know if we could do it now. No, no, I, it would be hard week after week. You would really have to have a TV program 
a good station on a good time and, and hope that most of the people watched it would come out. But if you'll notice, most most of the people now, they, there's so much TV and cable and other stuff, they stay home. Yeah. They stay home oh, yeah. and watch movies and uh, on Netflix and things like that. Yeah, they don't, exactly. They don't go out and spend all that money, but if, if you give them a good something to come out to, uh, and make them just make them realize. I know y'all bored. You need to come out, you know, because uh, we're gonna make you, you know, have a good time and want you to, and make you want to come back. Well, hopefully you guys will have a good, good, uh, a good crowd down there. On the it's the thirteenth, Ben. Yes, sir. Saturday, May thirteenth. Uh, I know Charlie Smith's going to be there, and Larry Brown. Yeah, speaking of, speak of the devil, I think I'll uh, the, the, the gimmick master himself. Let me let him <laughs> me get him on here with us. Hey, old man, you there? Yes, sir. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing. <laughs> is that uh, is that that? Uh, it can't be old Charlie. Yeah, that's him. Oh, Lord. the one and only. Hey, yeah. Let me tell you something about Jerry Stubbs. Can't <laughs> much start in his business. He was married to Randy Rose. <laughs> That's true. They, they worked together every night for about a year, it seemed like. And, and one night they were, me to death. Hey, and I mean they 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 put it together, man. They were Chris Carlson and the rope broke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember that, Jerry? I remember that. When that didn't roll, he took a brought by the road ring, and uh, I said he's dead. Jerry said, "Don't yeah. look." I said, "No, you gonna look." <laughs> I said, "No." I didn't have once. It happened twice with me and Jerry and uh, Randy. Right, Jerry. Those good old days, Charlie. Good old days. Yes, sir. Are you I in the band with them all too? Hey, Barton. Are you in the van? Are you how you, you flying? No, I'm, I'm flying uh, to Vegas Saturday. Yeah, I'm flying in Saturday. Okay. Is yeah, the, uh, I wish I could have made that yeah, this year. I had really planned on it, but couldn't get there. Well, see, Bobby's getting inducted this year. You ought to have been at that. You know it. Who that? Who is Bobby Simmons? Oh, Bobby. Yeah, I, I heard him talking about it earlier. That's good, man. That's good. He should have been, man. I remember him and Ron West. You shoot, one for them. I wouldn't have never knew what I was doing because they used to have to remind me what to do. Ronnie <laughs> yeah. West was a hell of a referee too. Let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie well, we West was a hell of a man. You know, you yeah, and he, he, and he did a lot more besides referee too. You know, Ron didn't get oh, a lot he of credit. He didn't get a lot of credit for all the stuff he did in the business. No, no, he didn't. He he worked hard, you know, and his, his sons worked hard, too. Well, I'm going to be yeah. down in Dolphin setting gimmicks. You going to be there? Yes, sir. All right, man. You better bring me something, man. And, and, and Charlie's too shy, but I'll make this announcement for him. Everything he's got is going to be uh, buy one, get two free. <laughs> okay. I don't know who you're talking about, sir. <laughs> you don't have to give it anything free. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth. And that's the truth. Free so is one word Charlie Smith don't know, unless it's free lunch <laughs> for him. 
Mm-hmm. And me and Bobby, we debated all year long about going up on T-shirts in uh, Las Vegas. Uh-huh. We're going to $5 this year. It's going to be $25 a piece. Okay. you, you uh, What does it have on it? Oh, Cauliflower Attic Club, 52nd uh, anniversary. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, 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 I'll promise to pay you twenty five. You'll bring me one. Uh, no, but, uh, what size? Uh, two X. Two X. Yeah. Right, yeah. Bring me one. I'll give it to you when you get there. All right. Well, yeah. Because I want. I want one. Yeah. I saw about five or six four left. Uh, Dalton. I mean four. Yeah. I didn't know you had them already. I'd have, I'd have bought me one down there. Yeah, we had them. And, uh, see, I, uh, they make them right around the corner of where I live. Uh-huh. Every year. Yeah. This be the uh, 11th year with the Colorado Anticlub that I make. So I've had the yeah. t-shirts down there in Las Vegas. Right. So... But you're in uh, Randy, they've really worked their butts off, gentlemen, let me tell you. They yeah, well, you know, they, yeah, you know, they put us out there in the first match, and, and shoot, man, we knocked the house down with them. Y'all kill each other, you know, that's a man. Look oh, we did, man. We beat each other to death. I know it. We did. I, said, and, and, yeah. I got out of the way, you know it. Yeah, <laughs> these boys try to kill each other. Yeah. These two boys. They didn't think it would work. <laughs> hey, the, the two boys from Forest Park, one wasn't going to get over on the other. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but they both worked hard, I'll tell you that, sir. Yeah. You know, I think I, think I worked hard. I, watched, I made myself work hard. In every match, I believe I can't remember a match that I just went out and laid down and didn't want to do nothing or whatever. Uh, I can't remember one because I, I went out there. I wanted to go, you know, whatever how long match was. I want to do my part and, and you know excite those people or take them off one. And I could yeah. take them off now. I was good at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, taking taking a lot of people off, you know, <laughs> even in the courthouse now. So, <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Where's the courthouse at? It's down off Terra Boulevard, uh, south of Jonesboro. Yeah. What's the name of that kid that used to be in the wrestling business and work work for y'all? Uh, the kid. Ain't no kid no more. Yeah. None of us are kids hey, anymore, Charlie. My, me and my wife are talking about something. I walk off. She'll come back. She said, "I said I don't remember that." Uh, <laughs> so I, I said, "Now I'm telling you know I'm getting old because I'm starting to forget what I want to." <laughs> you know, I'm old. I'm 87 years old, sir. I know it, man. I'll be 66. I had lots of old last. I had I had lunch with Ole last week. Yeah. 
I I have lunch with him about twice a month. Yeah. I mean, he's getting uh, real senile now. You know, he can't remember nobody. Right. Is he still as friendly yeah. as he used to be? Be what? <laughs> Is he still as friendly and nice as he used to be? Oh, yeah, no, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't give a damn. I don't care where you at. He cussed and raised hell. He was having lunch. If I had a dollar every time he said a curse word, I would have been rich a long time ago. Oh, I would too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he didn't cuss, did he? Oh, uh, he still does. What do you mean? Everybody in Monroe, Georgia knows him now. Yeah. That's where he's doing. He lives in Monroe now. Oh, is that where he's living? Because I yeah. don't, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, didn't, I, I thought he still lived up in North somewhere. No, he lived, he moved from Tacoma. He sold his house up there. Yeah. He got eight hundred something thousand dollars for it. Did you buy wow. shows? That's Go some of our money he didn't pay us. All those shows he didn't pay us for. <laughs> <laughs> he, gave, he gave everybody a fair count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. thought me he cheated everybody. One time he asked me Bobby Summers and all us Randy and we were all there in Mobile. He asked me, where'd you get your money up? I said, I stole it working for you. He said, I know you did. I know you did. I knew you were stealing. I knew you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Bobby done just died like It's getting close to my bedtime. What time is it up there? Where y'all at? I know Charlie's from the same time I am. It's about 9.15. Well, a little, a little past 9.15. Oh, that ain't bad. Ain't bad. Y'all, no. But I get up at 5 o'clock. Y'all, y'all are probably still in the bed. <laughs> what time? <laughs> is it coming out in the morning? Yeah, I get up at he's 5 got, o'clock. He's got morning. one of those early, early morning government jobs like Jerry Oates. Oh, That's God. right. I'm going to talk to Jerry Oaks, too. I'm going to find out. You tell him I'm going to call in. When's he going to be back on there? He'll be back on with us next week. Hey, I'm on, uh, uh, next Thursday? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to give him a call back. I'm going to find out that cushy job he's got because <laughs> I'm looking for one over there around the beach, too, you know. I got I good credentials. I got good credentials. <laughs> Well, call in. Uh, you, you're welcome to call in any time. We'll put you on the air. All right, you know, man. I'm going to have to get out of here. Huh? I'm going to have to get out of here. My wife's looking at me. All yeah, right, Jerry. Well, I appreciate you joining us. I should talk to you tonight. And she said to tell Charlie Smith good night, you know, and she'd see him in dope. Good night, sir. All right, man. See you, Jerry. Thanks a lot, bud. Take care. Thank you. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad. I'm doing Bobby great. I wish, been, I wish I was on that trip with Bobby and them, but yeah, you know, yeah, we had a good wasn't time. Wasn't meant to be. What the Mount Rushmore? You know it? Yeah. We had a real good time. I know they're gonna have a good. You know what? I might ride back with them. You know it? 
Yep, well, we got room for you. Well, they got an extra seat in that car. You ride no, that long in the car? Huh? You ride that long in the car? Oh, we rode, we come, we come from Mount Rushmore. We drove back from Mount Rushmore to past St. Louis without stopping except for gas. Wow. Yeah, once you put time. Randy Corian behind the wheel of a car, he don't stop. He don't, he sure don't. <laughs> He got in, he got behind that wheel at eight o'clock this morning, and we were we might be a while ago in, in Oklahoma, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's still driving. I think they go to drive to Oklahoma City to spend the night. Yes, yeah, what Bobby said. That was where they were planning on getting that for, and then, then uh, next getting a little closer to uh, Vegas tomorrow, and then. Going on into Vegas on Saturday. Somewhere in Arizona. Yeah. And Saturday morning, they, uh, Bobby told me to call him when I got in Las Vegas, and they'd come pick me up. Because they'd be coming in about the same time, too. What's for Jerry at tonight? Your business? What's that? Jerry. Yeah, he he texted me last night and said he wasn't going to be able to do the show tonight. He, I, he, since we didn't talk, he didn't go into any detail. I would imagine he's got something going on. But, he but, probably uh, wants to be somewhere. Well, they have, uh, they have city meetings once a month or so. <clears throat> where they, you know, city planners meetings that he has to go to. They've got any kind of event coming up <clears throat> that's going to affect Tybee Island. He's got to attend those. Right. But, uh... He's sort of that alligator on, uh... That's called Beach today? No. That's an alligator out there. Pensacola Beach. On Pensacola Beach? How did an alligator get on Pensacola Beach? I don't know. They uh, they talked about there was three or four around there. They I can see over there. on on uh, on Bayview because that's that's freshwater. But you know, the Scambia know. Bay Bayside, but on the beach, I don't know. It was on Who the knows? beach. They showed a picture of it. I believe Dennis Taylor's going to try to call in. He's sitting here. He's fuming about Jerry stuff. Don't know what's going on. Well, uh, you know the last four digits of his phone number? Uh, For the area code? Let me look real quick. um, What's the area code, Ben? uh, The area code is 229. Is what? 229? 229. Yeah. Dennis Gale, are you with us? Yeah, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Doing great. I guess Stubbs heard you were on the line. He he jumped off real quick. You got him running scared. <laughs> well, every morning he gets up and looks in the mirror. He runs faster because he's scared every morning when he gets up and looks at himself. <laughs> So uh, there's a re- there's a reason he wore that mask. I mean, if he don't want to tell you the truth, that's fine. But but most well, of I know I know that you got I I I for years I've taken uh, 
taking credit for because the the couple times I wrestled him, I couldn't wait to get him in a headlock and and mess his hair up, and then when let him go, and he looked like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> I tell you though, you 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 got to back. you've got to admit this. <clears throat> Maureen's a lot tougher than Jerry. A lot tougher. <laughs> uh, you look what she's had to look at every day of her life, and so uh, you know she's tougher than Jerry. So, uh, uh, and it ain't fair for a woman to be that nice, be married to something that ugly. Uh, um, <laughs> and Jerry don't need to tell my wife that either. Uh, so she, I bet, I and if she ever find, if she ever finds out she made a mistake, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Is it true Maureen came up with the Mr. Olympia gimmick so that she wouldn't have to look at it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, but even you can only hide so much ugliness; it has to come out sooner or later. I mean. And you know what? Y'all sitting there talking about Charlie Smith. I don't, is Charlie still on the line? Yes, he's here. He's there. Charlie, you ought not to lie about not uh, giving anything free of charge away. You gave me two pictures because you knew they were stuck together last year in Blakely, and I still ain't got them separated. <laughs> <laughs> and what I don't and what I don't understand why did it have to be a you and Scrappy? <laughs> If, if, if you don't, if you don't mind, I'm gonna enlarge them and put them in a cornfield. As Bobby Simmons said, not only will they not steal this year's crop, they'll bring back what they stole last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing how Bobby Simmons got off the phone too. I mean, you know, I like Bobby, but Bobby, but Bobby, I. I like Bobby, but Bobby don't like me. I mean, so you Bobby, know. <laughs> Bobby got retired from working with uh, the young man there. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Simmons Char- retired. Charlie, I'm going to be truthful with you. I think Bobby just made that up because I can't remember it, and I wouldn't hey, do man, nobody I, that I, way. Uh, hey, I was sore myself. You told me right there on top of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all we got. Y'all got. Y'all got. Y'all got six and say y'all got being masters to thank for that, but it uh, I just I guess I was in auto zone or something because I sure don't remember it. So I remember yes, sir. I, I remember part of it, but I don't remember all of it. So you can't blame me for it. Two boxes didn't feel good either. <laughs> oh, Bobby, he, he got he caught the worst of it. Although he was a first one. <laughs> I think I hit with a tool, a tool truck or something, didn't he? A tool truck. Well, um, it just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and I mean, you know, there wasn't no need in letting it go unattended. That's right. <laughs> but well, I tell you one thing: you retired Bobby Simmons from the wrestling business. That's all. I, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. I felt bad about that for about two minutes. It ain't bothering me no more. Did <laughs> <laughs> it last that long? <laughs> no. And you know, Charlie, for some reason or another, I can understand you better on the phone tonight with us being four phones away. It, uh, yeah, I can understand. I can, I'm not having to ask you what. I told somebody, I said, you know, he's going to get so mad at me and not talk to me one day. It, yeah. uh, but uh, no, I, you know, Charlie, I'm looking forward to seeing you and being Mike. I wish you could be in uh, Dothan, too. Yeah, I, I, I kind of hoped it, but my daughter is uh, graduating. Uh, on the 11th with her master's degree from Georgia State and 
her I know future mother-in-law is giving a uh, a graduation party that same night, and I'm, naturally I've got to be there for that. But I had so thought about uh, coming down. But, uh, down there. Yeah, that's that was the original plan. But uh, congratulations uh, to her. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm proud you, of I her. Know, I I know you are, and I don't blame you because when when Don Fargo got inducted into the Professional Wrestlers Hall of Fame. Um, I was going with him, and um, I done sat there and got ticket and everything, and then all of a sudden my wife comes up and she says, um, I got some news for you. I'm like, what? She says, Michaela graduates from high school that night. I'm like, uh-oh. So I had to call I had to call Crash and said, Crash, if you don't mind, you're going to have to go with Fargo. I can't go, but I sure would have liked to win. I'd sure like to see him on an airplane. Yeah, well, I've, been on, I've been on airplane with him, sir. We don't know what's wrong with my wife and Mike and Don. Yeah, that ain't what's wrong with both of y'all, was it? Oh, all, it was me and my wife and my daughter, Bill Bowman and Ann and Don Fargo. Oh, my they gosh. Had, they had six girls on that airplane. Time in Blakely at uh, that we ran up there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he, he I, I really liked him, but you know he didn't have a lot of schooling, and uh, he really couldn't read and couldn't write. But uh, he uh, had signed. Uh, he was signing autographs, and all of a sudden he signed one Jack Dalton. And that little boy looked up at him. He said, I thought you were Don Fargo. He said, kid, just take it. I ain't got nothing to change. But he was, man, he was very entertaining to be around, that's for sure. He was. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all got got a guest on your show tonight that was very entertaining to be around, too, now. I bet y'all can't guess who it is. Make a guess. Ain't before. Ben Masters. Amen, brother. Amen. It's uh, 28 and a half years ago that 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 fellow was in my wedding, and uh, don't be he's, telling he's, all my stuff now. <laughs> he's he's held it against me ever since. And if he'd have been just a little bit better at what he was doing, I might not have would have made it to that wedding. I mean, because I think <laughs> we sort of woke up late, didn't we, Ben? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've known each other a long time. My wife been putting up with me 61 years. It's, uh, do what now? And she's been trying to get away from you for 62 of those 61. Did you just say your wife's known you for 61 years? You've been married to her for 61 years. Yes, sir. Is that right? All right, yes, I want to ask you a I want to ask you a question, and and I mean you can't hit me over a phone, so I'm not. If you get mad, you could be calmed down by the time you get to Dothan. Uh, was that was that really and truthfully your wife? You showed me a picture of down there in Mobile the other day. Yeah, I think it was. Hey, thank you, Charlie. Bro. 
That what do you mean you suit. think it was? Huh? Yeah, that the bathing suit. suit. Yes, yeah. that is my wife. Uh, I mean, what I don't understand is I've never been able to keep a picture in my billfold for over two years that it didn't get faded, tore up, or whatever. How many of them pictures have you got? Because, I mean, how old was that picture? She was, uh, she already had three children and all that. And so my youngest kid now is 52. Great, Dave. Boy, I tell you what, she, her, her, and my wife must be, her, her, and my wife must be kin. I know it's my wife. She just comes to the door. She said, "I still look like that." <laughs> yeah, but you know, Charlie. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Charlie, your wife and my wife must be kin because they ain't, they ain't, they ain't figured out. They ain't figured out, sir. Yeah, but they ain't figured out that either one of them hadn't figured out they made a mistake yet. I know it. Mine won't won't admit it. Not to meet you, won't. Well, hey, I got, I got, Mike, I got, I got a thing I want to tell y'all about Jerry's stuff, and I'm gonna get off of here, okay? All right. Um, You know, you know Steve Lawler, right? Oh yeah. All right. Yep. One night. You talking about the current Steve, Steve the Brawler Lawler, not Steve Kyle? Right, Steve, Steve the Brawler Lawler. We used to tag team a lot together. Well, one night, um, me and Steve were going to wrestle Mr. Olympia and Ronnie Garvin. And um, I thought I was pretty tough, and uh, Steve thought he was pretty tough. And uh, I told Steve, I said, Steve, I said, listen, I said, um, I'm going to sit here and uh, I'm going to start this match off. And he says, why? I said, because I'm going to show this fellow I ain't scared of him. And I'm talking about Ronnie Garvin. Bubba, let me tell you something. I ain't never been able to strut in my life. It's this euphoria that comes over you. But I reared back, and I threw him in the corner, and I reared back, and I hit that man as hard as I could do across the chest with a flat open palm, and it felt so good that I went to strut. And before I could, and it's being Master's fault, because he's the one that said boogie. And before I could turn around, the he that Ronnie Garvin threw me back up into the ring and he caught me across the chest and I'm telling you something I fell to my knees I fell out of the ring I was on the floor Steve come running around there he's like buddy buddy you alright you alright I'm like I don't really know he said well there's one thing about it you showed him you wasn't scared of it and that Jerry Stubbs was part of of doing that to me and if I ever get the chance, Maureen could just get mad at me. I'm going to take it back out on him instead of Garvin, because I just don't think he can hit as hard as Garvin. I know. I, I went to Knoxville, and the first I go to uh, the first night there, and I got my back to him, and he hit me on my back. This in the dressing room. He liked to kill me. I went to the I'm ground, t- man, when he hit me on the back. I'm telling you, that man could hit now, but, um, and 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 you never knew what Jerry was over there telling him on top of it, but, uh, yeah. and then you never you never knew what Ben was setting up somewhere gonna get you killed. It uh, <laughs> poor old guys having a head split wide open with chairs and whatnot. But uh, Mike, May the thirteenth, they're gonna see wrestling. They're not gonna see showmanship. They're not gonna see karate. 
It's not a trapeze artist act. They're going to see wrestling. They're going to see some of the guys that made wrestling what it was. And we invite everybody to come out. And we've got Charlie will be there. It's, uh, Mac McMurray will be there. If it's any way possible, Mike, we'd like for you to be there. Charlie Platt will be there. Him and Ben will be announcing together. Uh, we looks like we're going to have to open the doors a little earlier than what we had first planned. That'll be announced on the Continental Facebook page. If anybody needs any information, they can go on there, uh, call that number, or message us, and we'll get back in touch with them. I appreciate y'all letting us come on tonight and talk about oh, it. No I problem. Appreciate I appreciate you guys. You and Ben, and I thank both of you for, for what you do to keep uh, the business as we knew it alive. You know, well, you can't keep I it could, alive I, forever, but but you know we're gonna go out fighting. Well, I'm gonna be truthful with, with you on this. It uh, if it wasn't for Ben, it uh, my hands would be tied, and I couldn't do this stuff. He is a major player, a major part of this, and he makes a lot of it happen. And uh, Ben, I just want you to know I appreciate. Do what, Charlie? Are you gonna like me? Yeah, Charlie, we are. It uh, we're going. They they've had a little shake up in the uh, principal at office and different stuff, but uh, we're trying. And and the head coach of the football team, which was the athletic director, uh, but it looks like that we are. But we would rather, if we could, push it back to October the first instead of August. Give people after they've gotten their kids in school time to recoup some of the money they happen to spend. Let it cool down just a little bit. But hey, well, we'll, we'll know. We'll 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 know before May the thirteenth. Yeah, why don't you go play Mike was on this trip? You know what? Uh, I was well, down there. I went down there last year. year. Yeah, yeah, I was down there well, last year. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something, and y'all know I'm a little prejudiced in this. Um, my daughter, uh, Michaela, she will be singing at uh, in, in Blake. I meant in Dothan. Uh, we'll have a color guard. Uh, it, I mean, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a as Donald Trump would say, a great great wrestling match. It's gonna be very beautiful. Um, and hey, your daughter sings real good too, sir. Yes, she does. I think I, I thank y'all, but I thank y'all for that. But this this is not about us, okay? This is about the fans because if it wasn't for the fans, this kind of stuff wouldn't ever take place. It. Uh, because if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be any reason for doing it. And um, we're going to try, and, and hopefully it'll be a great family atmosphere for everybody. Um, we've got people that I just I, – I say this in a very humble attitude. You understand me? Ticket sales have been great. They've been strong. The prices are up this year, <clears throat> but we had to do that to take care of everything that we're taking care of. But we're going to try to get – when those fans leave from there, I expect them to be able to look at each other. Boy, this was better than the last one, and it was all well worth it. Because we've got people coming from West Virginia. we got people coming from Atlanta. we got people coming from New Orleans at uh, Mobile. Um it, and, and I'm proud. You got somebody coming Montgomery too. We we've got some Montgomery and even New Brockton and all these other towns like Crestview and uh, Panama City and Apalachicola. We 
Apalachicola is almost 200 miles from, from Blakely, Georgia. And we had people coming from Apalachicola because they're not wanting to see sports entertainment. They want to see wrestling. And that's what they wanted to see. And they came, they came and, and they got what they wanted to see. And I was real pleased when they said, you know, we're very happy. We're glad we came. And this seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and like I said, it couldn't be possible if it wasn't for Ben Masters uh, and if it wasn't for people like you, Mike, and Charlie it, uh, and the people that paved the road for this. It, uh, it sure makes you wonder what some of these people do sometimes, but we just have to continue on. It, uh, I but I do want to say thank y'all. I'm going to get off of here. And if anybody right, needs Dennis. any information, if you'll go on that Facebook page, we'll be more than glad to try and get back to you as soon as we can and let you know what you need to know. Sounds good, bud. Thank you a lot. All right. Thank you. Y'all take care. Call us. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, ben, you Where's got anything Jay, last minute? What's that? Where's Jay? Where's that? No, right, he's here. About Dennis Dale, right? Huh? You there, Jay? Yes, I am. Well, I heard you say that since I've been talking. Well, you know, you've been uh, talking. You know, uh, when you've got a uh, uh, you know a celebrity legend, Charlie, there's no point in trying to talk. You just listen. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about Michael Marshart, sir. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like what Dennis said, this is not called Russell's Fest. This is Fan Fest, and it really is about the fans and. And putting some of this together, the only thing you're thinking about is the fans. You know, yeah, we, we all like to see each other. And we enjoy meeting people after we haven't seen them in years. But really, it's about the fans and, and getting them all together. This big family reunion is all it is. And it's right there in Dothan where so many of the greatest matches took place. You know, it's just uh, so many memories. Uh, Charlie Smith has a lot of memories with these guys and, I know you do, and, and all of us. It was just back when wrestling was territorial, Continental was a big deal, you know, and it's just nice to breathe life back into it. Yeah, it's just a shame you guys can't go get it actually in the farm center. I when, You know, when I was with the circus, when we played Dothan every year, we, we set up in the parking lot of the farm center, and uh, I got to know the um, – <clears throat> manager of the place pretty well and I tried to get him to let me go in there and he said no Homeland Security owns it and they won't let anybody go in there yeah they do and, and that's just <clears throat> my wife thought the bus was going to be down there if she wanted to go too you know I thought no they going to be in that building it's going to be in another building she said damn yeah she you know, wanted to know she wanted to find out where that back door was Charlie where you used to hang around with certain young ladies no <laughs> Don't say it. You got the right straight, honey, but the wrong yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that Charlie Smith used to date Mildred Burke before he met his wife? I think what? it was uh, Clara Mortensen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or oh, was it Diamond Leo? I can't remember which one it was. Diamond Leo. <laughs> yeah, he used to, he used to date, double date um, and uh, with Bobby Simmons and, and Marie Laveau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a funny story about the farm center. Y'all remember David McLean that came up with glow and all that stuff? Oh yeah. You know, the big 
you know, he's still doing uh, WOW in California, but he came down to visit Bambi, you know, Selena Majors, and she was doing a show with us uh, at the the Farm Center, in the Farm Center. He came in there from California. He walked in there, and he said, you have got to be kidding me. You were having wrestling on a dirt floor. (laughs) He was like, what? He couldn't believe it. He was like so appalled. And when he saw how many people showed up, and, I mean, he's like, this is like redneck heaven right here. Mm-hmm. In that was a great building, though, for wrestling. Really was was. The atmosphere in that place was so good. I Back in the old days when, when Rocky McGuire was, was the, the promoter over on that end. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was Charlie Smith's twin, Rocky McGuire. I don't know which one was the biggest con man. <laughs> Rocky, he was all right, sir. He took care of me. Rocky was a Rocky was a was a prince of a guy. I love Rocky to death, but I didn't believe a word he said, just like I don't with you. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Man, my mouth was a playbook. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, Rocky was a great guy, but that that building, you know, and and the dirt floor was just just part of it. It was. I tell you what, you took a bump on that floor out there. You skid for for six feet. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, she let it go. The little girl used to come around selling peaches three for a dime. Really? Yep. Look at her. I had a bucket full of peaches selling three for a dime. You tell your age again now, Charlie. Yeah, I know it. I bet the tickets probably wasn't a dollar fifty either with No, I think a dollar dollar and a half of ringside I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it at was one it point, yeah, I think I think before they before Lee shut down it was like three dollars ringside, uh dollar fifty reserved and seventy five cents for general admission. This price well, is never world that I Wow. But they had some classic matches in that building. Oh, yes, sir. Wallace to talk. I went in there one Friday. Well, I went in there one Friday. Walked in. I had shorts on, and I go in the dressing room, and um, sat in there. And here come uh, that was this guy's name run for sheriff down there. Dick Dunn. Dick Dunn. He come walking in the dressing room. He said, "Man." Charlie Smith performed a miracle tonight. I said, what kind of shit is he doing now? <laughs> he said, they, they come in that building with their shorts on. He said, we had a man been coming to wrestling matches for 20 years in a wheelchair. He said, he got up out of that chair and offered it to me. <laughs> <laughs> said, first time that man ever been out of a wheelchair. I see my skinny legs. I was going to say, do you have a note tied around them like a homing pigeon? Yeah. That's funny. Well, I love, I love that Dolphin, though, you know it? That was a, that's a, it's a great town. A lot of history. It is. It's like you said earlier, you know, that was a great territory to work. I mean, if you think about the, not only the short drives, but you're right there at the beach for half of the stuff, you know, so, yep. and you're at the ocean. Yeah, I just grew up at uh, Walmart, not Walmart, but uh, what's that other 
store now. Costco? Yeah. Who? Costco? Costco? No. no. Well, well, I used to go over and buy my pants. Who? Kmart. I used to buy my pants. Uh, go out go to the kid department and buy pants that I refereed in. That's how skinny I was. Was that the blue light special at Kmart? Yes, sir. You remember when they some of those blue lights on, and no matter what they were selling, you let them run by it because it was on sale? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's the oldest trick I, in the retail business. I'll have a blue light special die, gentlemen. <laughs> Will you? You going to have the blue light flashing? Yeah, when the police show up to take him away, that'll be the blue light special. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to sell my pictures of five all the piece. So the ten, I'll sell them five. What you need to do, though, is do your old gimmick and get on the microphone and say, don't you dare tear up those pictures. Yes, sir. you sell every one of them. Um, tell I ain't referring no more. I can't tell them that. That doesn't matter. You're still, you're still Charlie Smith. Thank you. Well, you usually write a book with all the stuff you know. I know you don't know a lot of secrets. You know some scandals, don't you? Do what? You know a lot of scandals you could tell if you wrote a book. Yes, sir. I didn't know about them. Hell, he was involved in most of them. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I can, I can tell you the name of it. Bowling Balls and Bean Bags. That'll be the name of your book, Smitty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, if I don't write a book, you know what it's going to be? Well, I told me when I first started in the business. He said, let me tell you one thing right now, Charlie Smith. Referees are a dime a dozen. That's what Don McIntyre told me when I first started. That's how he paid what? you, too, wasn't it? A dime yeah. a dozen. <laughs> Yep. The first time I refereed, I made $25. I, I set the ring up by myself and refereed. And, uh. Did you run the show? Huh? Did you run the show, too? Well, I checked up and everything. Wow. I made $25. $10 for the ring and $15 for refereeing. And that made you not be in the wrestling business, didn't it? Yes, sir. I was in the restaurant. The first time I ever went to work with anybody, I worked for Todd White down in Montgomery. I worked for him the, the night before, Friday night, in Gillesville, Alabama. He said, I'll pay you tomorrow night in uh, Montgomery. I said, okay. You know, I was just starting. So I got on a Greyhound bus and rode to Montgomery, Alabama, and I walked 10 miles to the building. And I refereed. It cost me seven dollars for a round trip, and I made five dollars. That was for two shows. <laughs> did you was in the business? Yes, sir. I was in the wrestling business, sir. Now, did you have a real job, Tony? Was that your only job? No, I was uh, working at the Henry Verde Hotel as a bellman. Yeah. Bellhop. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Huh? Didn't Vince McMahon call you or something when you were doing that? Oh, I did. I worked for Vince when he first came to Georgia, when he first took over Channel 17. Yeah. Scott, George now, Scott was I'm agent. The old, 
I met the old man then. Well, I worked for him a couple of times. That was all. Yeah. But this uh, junior, I worked with them every time they come south. Yeah. They paid good money over, you know it. Yeah, well, they paid me one time, but I hadn't worked for them a lot. But I'm still waiting on that phone call. I hope they call me back. <laughs> You know, I went to to Pensacola one night. I was on vacation in Panama City, and I went over to Pensacola. Uh, The chief called me, Jay Strombo, and I went over, and they had a ring. Didn't have no ropes. Hmm. Didn't have a referee. (laughs) And uh, he said, you got your stuff? I said, yeah. He said, well, you referee in the night. He said, we ain't got no ropes. Who brings a ring without ropes? I don't know. uh, Frank K. was supposed to have done everything, set everything up. But somebody bought Frank K. out. Hmm. And so that's the only ring they could get. You know what the main event was? My brother John and Big John Stud. Really? Yeah, they finally got a rope for the... The top, uh, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a rope, too. That's all it was, a rope. Put it all the way around the top ring. <laughs> that was it? That was a rope. That was all oh, it was. Yeah. And Mickey so Jean was the announcer. Who went over Do the I? top rope? Who went over Do the I? rope? <laughs> Did they go over Nobody, the top rope? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody looked at it, it probably broke him, too. <laughs> Wow. Well, guys, we're getting down to the uh, back the wire, Ben. You wanna... What's that, Smitty? Thank you for having me. Oh, no yes, problem. Sir. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, ben, you, you want to give everybody the uh, rundown again of dates, times, and everything on the uh, show in Dothan? Yes, sir. We get out of here. Thunder and Championship Wrestling Fan Fest takes place Saturday, May 13th. Uh, right now we're starting... At five, open the doors early. May open early. Check out the Facebook page for that. The VIP is going fast. We got uh, second and third row general admission. If they buy four general admission tickets at one time, it's ten percent off. But it's going to have Mr. Olympia, as we talked to earlier, Jerry Stubbs, uh, Dirk Mantel, as I've told her from WWE, Arn Anderson, The Flame, Jody Hamilton, Ron Fuller, Tennessee Stud, Robert Fuller. Bullet Bob Armstrong, Wildcat, Wendell Tooley, Frankie, the Sample Lancaster, Jimmy Golden, the original Lord Humongous, Quartz Cowboy, Dennis Scale, and many of the young wrestlers today that are just up and coming. Uh, one of those nature boy, Paul Lee, who uh, is a, as you know, a, a mimicker of Ric Flair, but Ric Flair is uh, on board with him. It was interesting. There's going to be a lot of action, a lot of fun. It is a family event, bringing the whole family and it's your chance to go back in time. For the ones who remember it, it's great nostalgia to see the wrestlers, to meet them face-to-face, take the pictures, talk about the old times. But for the fans who missed it, but they hear about it, this is the only real way to go back into it and see what it was and get a glimpse of what wrestling really used to be. Fantastic. And everybody that, that uh, yeah, goes, go by, and, go by and say hello to Charlie Smith. Uh, yes, sir. Bring your bring your bring your money with you. 
Bye, yes, he's in the um, almost Larry Brock, I think, during uh, intermission. What's that, Ben? I think Charlie's in the almost referee, uh, Larry Brock, down there. My money's on Larry. <laughs> and uh, if you, when you see see Ben Masters passing through the uh, the audience with the microphone in his hand, as he always does at these these events, uh, stop him, give him a hug, shake his hand, because uh, he's uh, he's as as much a part of the wrestling business as the rest of us have ever been, and 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 has done a hell of a lot to keep our business alive, and and. Uh, he can be uh, commended on this, and uh, thank you. And you you leave yourself out when you name all those legends down there, Ben. Well, you know, well, I appreciate your name needs to be in there with them. I appreciate everything you have done and do and continue to do to keep the business and the old business alive because it's something that uh, once we're gone, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's <laughs> who's going to fill those shoes. That's true. That's true. Well, next week, uh, you too, Charlie. Good night. Thanks a lot. Next week, uh, Jerry Oates should be back with us, and uh, hopefully Bobby. I don't know if Bobby will be home yet or not, but uh, he should be back with us. But What's that? They're only Thursday, sir. They're going to the four corners. Okay. Well, he he may call in then. But anyway, our special guest next week will be uh, author Rock Rims, who – has a book out called When It Was Big Time. It's the uh, history of the San Francisco promotion under Roy Shire. Uh, Rock is also the uh, co-author of a book called uh, Bad to the Bone, 25 Years of Riots and Wrestling, which is the autobiography of uh, Rotten Ron Starr. Uh, Rock uh, helped Ron write that book, and uh, so Rock will be our guest next week. And... uh, it uh, should be a great show. So, uh, thank you, Ben. Thanks, Jerry Stubbs. Uh, thank, you. thank you, Charlie Smith. Thank you, Jay West. Thank you, Bobby yes, Simmons. And uh, we'll get together next week and we'll do this one more time. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.